Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. Take two begins in five, four, three, two, Welcome to the second attempt at recording this review. Like, um, it's one of those weeks, like, uh, hopefully not too terrible here. I'm like, um, we tried to record this review, got about, what, 10 minutes in, if that? Less, less, significantly less. (laughs) Um, uh, I mean, like, overall recording, including pre-banter and shit. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's like... And then Petty Fan's equipment exploded again. <laughs> I don't think we ever got around to setting up Ogre with everything. I think it, Ogre's issue might be um, uh, his wireless card. Uh. Did we ever test that? Anyway, yeah, so welcome to the Fragments of Silicon Reviews. Um, this is... West of Loathing, take two. Right. All right. Uh, West of Loathing is an adventure RPG from the developer Asymmetric. Um, uh, notable for their previous um, RPG, Kingdom of Loathing. Like, Which this um, takes place in sort of the same universe as? Right. Sort of, but... Um, Maybe not it really. uses the same general mechanical system and style. Right. Uh, Kingdom of Loathing is a more classic fantasy-ish RPG, but it's sort of unique in that uh, it's very the art style is very stick figures and simple kind of thing you'd see doodled in a kid's mm-hmm. binder in school or something. It mm-hmm. uses a it has a very snarky sense of humor that extends to like the elemental system in the game is hot and cold as you'd expect, but then the is rounded out with spooky stench and sleaze. Right. Uh, which sure. Um and the uh the currency in this universe is meat, which is uh among other things, uh, other sources mined from the ground. Yeah. One of the and in this game, one of the things you can get fairly on is an ore is a uh, hunk of unrefined meat ore. Yeah, it, meat is basically <laughs> gold. Like yeah, it's mm-hmm. used for money. I think in Kingdom of Loathing, I think there is a uh, hunger system or something, and it is used for that also. I'm surprised. Now, even though uh, I suppose we should define one of the main differences here, and that is Kingdom of Loathing is actually a browser-based um, 
multiplayer role-playing game, or at least quasi. I'll be honest, I've never actually played Kingdom of Loathing. I've certainly known about it forever and a day. Yeah, me neither. I've heard about it. It keeps coming up when I'm reading things about RPGs, but I've never actually played it myself. Mm, and it's been around for um, a very long time, 13 years or so, maybe 14 it debuted in 2003 like so and it's still going today it's still updated it's still supported like um mm -hmm. there are, uh, i'm like i'm not sure how many people are playing it these days but you know obviously it's uh, enough of a community to keep the game going then again um you know with the art style and everything it it's not a um Big. It definitely gives the impression of a uh, low maintenance, or not yeah. low maintenance, but low time and effort needed. I guess low maintenance works. Uh, yeah. Project, well, which doesn't mean it is. I mean, there's servers and stuff, but right on the technical side of things, you know, it's, it's not like you need to hire an artist to to spend hours spriting uh, up all the possible poses of a new monster when they're mostly stick figure type stuff. Yeah, like. <laughs> Uh, I'm like, the art style, you know, is going to be off-putting. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's like, um, not no, no. Dude, get used to XKCD. You can get used to this. Yeah, that, that's a good point. That, that's a good point. It's just, um, you're not going to be playing this game for the graphics. Not, no. not in terms of fidelity no. or anything. Like, the graphics look perfectly okay. They are stick figures um you know children's drawing kind of dealies um, they look they, okay but they look okay in a way that it where it wouldn't really matter if you were playing it on a, a really top-end monitor or kind of a crappy old monitor <laughs> right i mean th that's not the real draw here like or um and indeed the game pokes fun at this like that's the real um meat if you will mm -hmm. of the game <laughs> You know, it's sense of humor, it's writing. Like, um, it's honestly some of the sharpest writing I've encountered in a very long time. Um, it's not, you know, it's not deep or epic or it, it's nothing in the traditional RPG vein. It's very snarky, it's very sardonic, it's very, you know, making fun of RPG conventions. You know, making fun of conventions in general, like um, one of the options in this game is a colorblind mode. The joke being is... Yeah, the game is already in black and white almost entirely. Uh, that's the kind of humor you're dealing with here. Uh, not all of it. I mean, uh, it's like the humor can get um, quite adult at times. Like um, um, a significant portion of uh, the way through... The, um, you deal with a hippie cult that's hopped up on mushrooms. Like, yeah, we're going full drug reference here, and I'm like, um, in partaking in alcohol is a um, regular occurrence. Mm -hmm. I'm like, mm -hmm. although um, another, like, from what I've been reading, a difference between Kingdom of Loathing and West of Loathing is Kingdom of Loathing, you can actually get drunk. If you drink too much alcohol, you will, you know, 
you'll actually be in a drunken stupor. You can't do that in um, West of Logan. You can't overindulge in anything. Well, you're like, a cowboy. I mean, cowboys don't get badly drunk. They just get drunk enough to beat up people in bars. Well, <laughs> well it's like, um, well, getting drunk here is actually um, how you get attributes. Like, or one of the ways you get attributes. Like, there's actually three systems. There's your liver, there's your spleen, and I'm trying to remember the third one. Uh, in the menu, like, uh, uh, is it muscle? Um, like, goddamn, I hate it when that happens. Stomach, That's liver, and spleen. Yeah, there we go. And Stop. it's mus muscle, mysticality, and moxie Mon are the three. Uh, uh -huh. actual attributes of instead of like strength, dexterity, and charisma, or strength, intelligence, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it, they're giving a much more um, western twang. Yeah, which I think it's similar to that in Kingdom of Lillian too, but I'm not sure. Probably. But, I mean, I suppose that's another thing that this game has going for it. it it's taking place in the Old West, and that's just not a setting you see um, a whole lot. No, it's a fairly uncommon RPG setting. Right. Yeah. And it's not unheard of, but... No, but it, it, it's certainly more unique than Kingdom of Loathing, um, because satirizing the high fantasy role-playing game... game Probably was fresher in two thousand three, yeah. But you know, we've seen it. We, we, mm -hmm. We've definitely seen that happen over the course of you know several decades. Because you know, Lord of the Rings, Dungeons and Dragons, um, typical fantasy setting, yada yada yada. Like mm -hmm. you know, West of Loathing, you know, the Wild West is just you know. I'm trying to think if there's any. If there's any other like Western flavored RPGs out there, like like Old West, I like nothing's coming immediately to mind. I'm sure there, I'm sure it exists, but you know I'm drawing a blank here. Yeah, I believe there are some, but I can't think of any. I know there, maybe one or two, but I can't think of them off the bat. <laughs> yeah, and um. You know, in spite of the satirization and everything, this does play out, um, li you know, like a, uh, t a fairly typical CRPG, Western RPG. Like, if you're, if you're familiar with those systems, you'll get what this game is. And, indeed, I think that was one of my, probably my biggest problem with the game. I'm like, on a mechanical level, um, it's pretty simple. Yeah, it's a point-and-click game with combat uh -huh. turn turn-based combat that's fairly simple and uh you can tell that the combat isn't intended to be the major focus or if it is it's on a smaller scale because so far as i can tell every battle is an individual puzzle basically uh and you get fresh starts at every battle except for consumable items like dynamite or cactus beer right you know, it's also a good um, beginner's RPG, I suppose. You know, because um, you know there are things to keep track of, but th there's not a lot of system intricacies 
that you'd expect in a um, much larger RPG, mm -hmm. um, JRPG or Western. It does have an option where you can, uh, by default, you level up all your your experiences allocated effectively manually or automatically. So you like mm -hmm. the game tries to give you a well balanced build. Uh, you can, if you feel like it, micromanage that instead. I'd recommend turning turning that off because I'm like, you're probably going to want certain skills before other skills. Like, um, it's probably a good idea to upgrade skills like lock picking and safe cracking um, early because you're going to encounter a lot of locked doors. Mm -hmm. For example, yeah. you know, assuming you get those skills because it's like, possible to, it's possible to miss those. Right. Like, um, let's see. Um, this is also, it's got a lot in common with modern uh, Dungeons and Dragons systems in that there are a uh, shit ton of perks. Yeah, it's almost like, like a Bethesda, I think, thing. Right. Uh, like, you know, you do certain actions, you will get certain uh, attributes. Like, so, for example, are... you, you can get it. You can get an increase to your maximum hit points if you walk into the spiky cactuses repeatedly. Mm -hmm. Just because you've developed thick skin from walking into the spiky cactuses repeatedly. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, one of the most useful I found was the, spl uh, the spittoon hand. Um, put your hand in a... Like, I, I'm not sure if it was enough uh, spittoons or a certain. I think it's spittoon. all of them. Uh, I'm like, but it's enough. It's yeah. It's like, and you and I actually got a whole like a whole bunch of elemental resistances. So basically, Final Fantasy two, except somehow even more ridiculous, but makes sense. Um, it's not Final Fantasy two because none of this occurs in battle. It's um actions outside of battle that um, give you your attributes and in general they're positive but you will you might encounter some negative um, attributes um, mostly by reading for, uh, forbidden books like and yeah which uh, I believe those are a specific ending route uh, if you read a ton of the forbidden books the next mex books you mean yes like uh, which is i uh, get it it's like necromancy in mexican instead of texas mexican right it, you're gonna find a shit ton of that wordplay <laughs> like i think my like you know a lot of jokes like you know very wry sense of humor like um another example um when you walk up to a metal medical tent uh, medical tent um in one of the areas, your character will say, oh, I guess this is the math tent. Hmm. <laughs> you know, the humor is probably not going to make you um, laugh out loud, but you're probably going to be smiling um, a good way through the game if you enjoy this humor. Um, if you don't, I'm going to say it right now, avoid this game like the plague. This is the, like, this is the fucking glue that holds this game together. The, the, the humor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you, it's like if you don't like what this game is offering in, in that arena, don't apply because, like, as an actual game, it's fairly average. 
yeah, you're not in this for exciting gameplay so much as for yeah uh interesting humor and possibly some character stuff if you're into the characters yeah um can't even say like the story either i mean you know because th there really isn't a story like it's more I, I i suppose the overall plot your your grand quest is to get the railroad to um um san francisco yeah, you're going west because uh, the farm you grew up on sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that—that's that, pretty much it. Like, um, you—you're trying to stake your fortune, and you know that—that's all your motivation. Mm -hmm. Aside from what you then develop yourself throughout the stuff you encounter. Right. Like I said, it's not like this game isn't so much uh, a grand plot. It's a whole bunch of like subplots or encounters um, that may intertwine. And there's, you know, there's several long running. Like um, there's the Necromacer, there's um, the Cows. Like, yeah. Everybody... Uh, cows are one of the major enemies in this game because. A few years ago, or recently, the cows come home, yeah. and uh, these are terrifying monster cows that uh, destroyed a lot of things. Yeah, like um, they pretty much devastated the entire area. Like, like, um, there's the El Vibro um, civilization. Um, you know you. You know, their take on the um, typical lost, ancient, very advanced civilization. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like, I'll admit, I didn't complete every side quest, and I didn't unlock everything, you know, but I did beat the game. Like, Yeah, the game is fairly short if you are just trying to beat the game. Yeah, I'm like, yeah getting to the final cutscene area isn't going to take you very long. Like, but... Once again, that's that's not really what this is about. It it's about well side quests, right? And you know ex exploration. That's another big one. Like you're doing a lot of exploration, even if you don't really have free range exploration. I mean, the way it works is um, you you talk to people basically. Yeah. Well, you talk to people. You um, wander the uh, area. You um, climb up towers and use binoculars to find areas and then you go to those areas or you have a quest to go to that area That that's how you unlock stuff and that's the you know that, that's the um, lion's share of the adventure mm -hmm. right and you know some of the quests are pretty involved some of them are not some like some involve um, making sure you have an item that you might have sold off or gotten rid of uh, a long time ago. Because it's tricky to tell what's you know important. So cough, cough, hold on to everything. No, because um, sometimes you need to sell stuff to be able to afford things. Yeah, I'm like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, I'm like. <laughs> For example, early in the game. You can trade a pin for a dynamite. 
You might think this sounds like a good trade until you find yourself needing another pin to pick another lock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that, that kind of thing. And, um, uh, geez, I was thinking of something, but I kind of forgotten what, what I was going for here. Like, Sorry. I hate, it's fine, it's fine. Like, but, um... Uh, um, you can have multiple... Oh, that's right, that's right. Um, I remember now. Inventory management. There is no inventory management. Like, you can carry as much shit as you want, and you're not encumbered, you're not um, doing micromanagement. You know, this is kind of the upside of um, simplification of RPG systems. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be honest, I, I've never been a huge fan of that stuff. I get why it's there. It's more realistic. But I'm like, I've always found that, that kind of inventory management to be fucking tedious. In some games, it's part of the challenge, but this game is not a game that particularly no. insists on challenging you that way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm like... Yeah, as far like as far as challenge goes, uh, like the game can um, certainly have its spikes. Like especially when you open up new areas, you, you know you might encounter like four skull cows and they kill you very quickly. Although usually you uh, have to like select to go into like sometimes you don't have a choice but to select to go into battle. But yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's another thing. It really didn't seem like an option to run. Yeah, it was either fight or die, basically. Yeah, and I think um, Petty Fan has this um, strange walking on, or... Ah, oh, uh, yes, that's, that's the thing. Oh, stupid yeah, walking. You, yeah, you can go to your option, and it's you get it in your... Uh, if you read all the books in your bookshelf on your room yeah. at the very beginning of the game. And then it tells you you can go to options to turn off because otherwise your legs will be walking and they will be dragging your body with them. Um, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, yes. <laughs> and, and we have a taker on the walking alone, so it worked. <laughs> I wish we could, I wish we could uh, show off the dancing montage that happens later, but that's like way later in, from where you are. That's like in the second part of the game. I'm like, um, yeah. The overall game can be broken up into like um, thirds. Um, and that's based off of where the train is. Like, um, like once you get the railroad past a certain point, it's right. The game progresses. Although there are a few points of no return pretty early on, but those are mostly. Uh, semi-tutorial stuff and also choosing your build because mm -hmm. you get a pretty decent amount of choices I guess I'd say three main choices early on I don't know how much one of them really affects much because you have a choice of up to four characters you can bring with you or I think you can go alone uh, you have a choice of different horses that you can buy which I think can let you get into different areas that you couldn't normally get into Mm -hmm. um, and you have, of course, at the very beginning of the game, you choose your class between the cow puncher, who is the fighter type, the bean slinger, who is a wizard who casts spells using beans because Kingdom of Loathing, um, 
<laughs> and the snake oiler, who is a uh, sneaky social person who also has a pet snake that can inflict poison. Yeah, I, I played as a snake oiler. Like, Same. <laughs> I believe I picked cow puncher. Yeah, although my combat style was all around guns. Mm -hmm. I'm like, a wizard person, so I took that. You know, it's like, uh, I'm like, most useful skill I found was the triple shot. Like, because... Well, the skills you get depend on who you... Every character saying... can every character can equip a gun and a melee weapon, but yeah, your the different skills available to you in combat depend on what what your class is. Yeah, and, um, and here's an example of the combat. Like, um, Petty Fan is actually going to have to use um, a melee attack to get around the barrel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, there is some tactical thought here. Um, not a whole lot. Once again. Um, you know, the game is about as simple as its art style. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but... Yeah, and the order you do stuff in matters sometimes, because if you do stuff in a certain order, sometimes you'll find you can't do something else. Right. This game is encouraged for multiple playthroughs. You know, not, not just, you know... Um, and another pivotal th um, pick is your partner or your partner. Um, you've got the girl who, um, who's fairly average in her stats. She's stuff. a support sniper type. Right. And um, I believe she levels up um, based on uh, ca fighting cows. Yes, yeah, she only yeah. gets experience from cows. Yeah. That's her back because her her par her parents' ranch was burned down, and her parents were and little sibling were killed by cows. Right, and um, like um, so cows are basically like chickens from the Fable series, something like that. Uh, um, there's the doctor who is drunk. Uh, she only levels up based on killing skeletons. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but she's a crazy... healer. She's a healer. Yeah. And then there's crazy Pete. Who is? He's the default option if you decide to progress before you do the side quests that let you get the other two. Yeah, he's basically the most useless of the three. Mm -hmm. uh, he does give you some minor bonuses, though. I forget what they are. Yeah, and there is actually a fourth option. Yeah, that that um, that being said, there is a way to increase the difficulty, and that's with the hard hat. It's a literal hat made out of stone. But yeah, and that to get that you have to trade a special item to Crazy Pete in the first town, and go back to the mine and get that uh, get the hard yeah. hat. I had the option of getting the hard hat, and I'm like, do I want to make this game more difficult? No, I do not. You know, it's like I'm on a timer here. Yeah, it increases the health and strength of monsters mostly. I think. Yeah, uh, I'm like oh. it's not. Yeah. Oh man, you're killing Gary. Got that XP though. <laughs> uh, you don't have to get that XP though. He's the fourth partner. Oh, well then. Let's just wiggle up the stairs. And... I'm not. I'm not kidding. His name is Gary. Well, the thing is, if when you're recruiting the doctor, if you go into if you, or when you go into the doctor's house, which you have to 
do a couple things to get in there. She has a book from which you can learn goblinish. And uh, Goblin talk to him. yeah, if you turn to him, it turn talk to him. It turns out he just wants to get out of here. Yeah, but yeah. but two hundred meat. <laughs> yeah, I will tell you right now, Goblin Ton is one of the most useful abilities um, in the game. Not surprisingly, because you encounter a lot of goblins. Teddy, yep. you play fourteen. You know goblins are all right, <laughs> except those dirty Illuminati goblins. I'm on to you and your Alexander using ways. Also, the goblins in this are similar to Warhammer orcs in that they are fungus. So you get a fungicide that can kill a goblin in one hit. Right. Because apparently they're based off of the Warhammer 40k idea of um, goblins. Is it, yeah, in, is it 40k or regular? War? Anyway, in one of the Warhammer things, orcs are based on fungus. Right. And, and goblins are their um, lower servants, not the lowest. That Those are the snotlings. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah... It, You know, it, it's... I, I'm not sure if it's a direct Warhammer 40k reference, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, the music. The music is, well... Old-timey? You, yeah, it, it, it's very period-appropriate, for the most part. And it's mostly, uh, what's the word, diegetic? Yeah, I think so. Like, there's um, music in the very beginning of the game that... Uh, you can turn off because it's playing on the phonograph in your room and there's music in the saloon where there's you can see there's the auto piano there's the piano player yeah i'm like uh, except for one track and that's the disco track like <laughs> once again it's a track you'll encounter like about um second phase of the game mm-hmm. you know, in a few areas and you know that's kind of the joke here or at least they, I'm like, at least I think in one area. The other is, um, look at these crazy dancers and look at their crazy dance music. And you know. Still, a little bit of weirdness doesn't stick out in this that much. Yeah, but um, otherwise, the, like, um, like the music in a saloon sounds like the music you'd hear in a saloon. You know, um, piano. It's uh, like, it's like, uh old-timey western saloon dot wav from some old uh, sound library right uh, i'm not sure how accurate that is but it's not the point especially in a game like this right oh. <clears throat> excuse me uh, like but yeah, there's a lot to explore and find, and mm-hmm. sometimes you'll do things like you can get a shovel, and then you can shovel stuff up or dig in holes, or yeah, you or a pickaxe or a, or a crowbar that you can use to open things that are that are uh, sealed shut. Yeah, um, that gets into field encounters, um, so. As you wander the desert, um, either or you're heading to a destination, you will encounter, you know, random not just enemies. Um, yeah, it's a random encounter chart in the true old D and D sense, where no, it's not necessarily a monster. You might have to roll on the random prostitutes table. I'm like, 
I don't think I ever uh, encountered one of those, but um, you like I encountered a lot of crates. Yeah, a lot of crates that required a crowbar, like and you know had uh, supplies in it. Right, and you can get a crowbar early in the game, so maybe keep that. Yeah, I'm like, you know, there are other things like um, the varmint skinning knife, mm -hmm. which will allow you to craft skins out of um, certain fallen enemies, like snakes and cows. Yeah, a lot of this, the the the, the semi tutorial area is uh, basically you got on a turnip, literal turnip wagon heading out west. Uh, yeah. and then fell asleep and fell off. Yeah, you literally fell off the turnip truck. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to get enough money to get a horse to continue. Uh, and there's a lot in, even in just in this area, there's a lot of neat stuff that you can do that'll, if you do all of it and pull it off well, you are better equipped for the remainder of the game. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. Uh, is there anything else that um, we need to cover here? Because, you know, we could probably talk endlessly about the minutia of the game, but... I think the minutia is kind of like the best part. It's got a lot of really neat little things, and I know I found the art style, because it's so low detail, somehow I found it kind of easy to relate with and imagine things on. I'm like, as I said, this game really plays to your pen and paper sensibilities. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it is worth noting that there, while there is no actual, like, um, pen and paper RPG of uh, Kingdom of Loathing or West of Loathing, there is a card game um, called Mr. Card Game that's based off of Kingdom of Loathing that came out, ooh, 2012. I think I've heard of that. I think it has, like, the same art style and all of that. I, I don't know too much about it. Uh-huh. But, yeah. I'm not... You know, I'm really... Um, I suppose another note is we are planning on interviewing the developers of this game next month, I believe. I, I'll have to check the calendar on that one exactly. Um, but I'm really interested to um, about intentions, because... I'm wondering what inspired them to, you know, make um, an old West satirization RPG here. I mean, I, I can guess some of it because that's kind of their style. That's kind of their thing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's also an offline um, RPG, which is um, quite the radical departure from Kingdom of Loathing. Like... Um, mm -hmm. I uh, and I don't know if you like Kingdom of Lo Loathing, you'll like West of Loathing. Uh, presumably, you would because it's got the same um, style and all that stuff, the same humor. But I'm like, uh, you know, this is an offline single player RPG um, mm -hmm. versus a quasi multi, uh, massively multiplayer RPG, and that's quite a difference. So, worth weighing your options there. Like, um, so finally we come to price, and the game is $11. That sounds like a very good price for this. 
Right. Unless you get super hung up on graphics, in which case there's probably no way to sell this game to you because, you know, stick figures. Right. Uh, but this game has a decent, like, it's a fairly short for an RPG if you play straight through and only do the story, but there's a lot of side quests. Yeah, I'm like, there's, like, there's a lot of stuff here to keep you occupied, like, for more than, say, um, 50, like, I couldn't really gauge how long you could spend here because, um, you like you could do multiple playthroughs, for example, and that and should to try out the different things that you like when you're playing through as one character class or with one set of skills or doing things in a certain order. You're gonna find things that you <laughs> couldn't do, and you might want to play through again to try doing things differently. Right, or you, uh, or you might be one of those people who um, have multiple save throughs uh, uh, going at any one time in case you take one choice and then take another. Mm -hmm. Done that. <laughs> uh, like, also worth noting, the game is uh, at time of recording on sale, um, ten percent. So it's um, nine dollars eighty nine cents. It's like. If you pick it up now, pick it up when it's eleven dollars. It's not that much of a price differential where I'd say, you know, it would make or break anything. Well, I, yeah, and I think this is a pretty good deal anyway, even for full price. So, mm -hmm. um, I mean, Twilight, I guess. Uh, yeah, Twilight. Did you get a chance to play this game? Yeah. So, what are, what were your thoughts on it? I really enjoyed it for its simplicity, basically. <laughs> It's a all you can do is just like you said, it remind me of a Western RPG, and um, very fond of those. Um, um so now trying to gather my thoughts here. Um, overall, I liked it, and I'd like to go to play it some more at some time. No. Finally, we um, could use we could use more Western RPGs. I mean, old West RPGs, in my opinion. We uh, more games in the Western setting in general. Like, yeah, but the last high-profile one was Red Dead. Yeah, like Red Dead Redemption is like, and then there was like um, Gun from Activision, and yeah, the, less said about that, the better. I guess there's probably some people might be trying to avoid it because they want to avoid any potential race issues, um, which this game kind of sidesteps by everyone being a stick figure. Yeah. Also <laughs> worth no also worth noting, um, the game is pretty gender balanced. No. Yeah, and you can play as a man or a woman and change your name. That is pretty much the entirety of character creation. Yeah, I guess something that was lost when we had to restart the episode is I actually did have the option to choose between a man or a woman. Mm -hmm. mm. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of female characters in the game and, you know, all sorts of roles. Mm -hmm. Something worth noting. It's, very, no. it's just, you know... Not something that really made uh, much of a difference. Um, at least not uh, not from what I saw. Uh, yeah, same. Right. Um, also worth noting, uh, there uh, there is no extra packages on Steam. Like all you can buy is the game. 
I, I'm not sure if the OST is like out there, like on Bandcamp or something, but it's certainly not on uh, Steam for purchase. And, uh, you know, I think an art book would just be like a couple pages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, finally, Penny Fan, what's your impression of the game? It's interesting, though I'm not much of an, like, an RPG in this style guy. But I could definitely see someone who would be more into this, you know, getting a lot more out, out of it than I would. Yeah, I'm like... Yeah, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stuff here. Uh, I don't think we mentioned this specifically, but it might have been obvious. There are dialogue trees... And sometimes there are options on them that you need to uh, have certain amounts of various social abilities before you can do properly. Yeah, I did a little bit with, like, the card game thing. Yeah. Like, the more gumption you have, I think it's gumption, you mm -hmm. have the higher, the more extravagantly you can bet. And then uh, when you don't win, or when you get worse cards, you can uh, teach the people who are playing cards that you actually won. Horn swoggling because you see the jacks are worth nine. <laughs> like that, and it's not just like um, the the three main systems. Like for example, um, a lot of the random enemy encounters. Um, if you have enough horn swoggling, you can trick the enemy into either going away or you can steal an item from them, basically. Anyway, um, I suppose if I had to give a rating about an 8 out of 10, now, I wish I could go higher, but I can't ignore the fact that um, the game itself is pretty bland, uh, pretty shallow and pretty limited. And it's, I understand it's a, it's a means to an end to the vehicle, to the humor, to the to the everything else, but you know, it can get pretty dull at times. Especially if you're grinding for certain items. This would be one of those short burst games. It depends. Depends. Because um, I I found the humor um, enough to compensate for the vanilla mechanics. Yes, I... That's, that's kind of why I had the qualifier. If you don't like the humor of this game, don't buy it. Because, th you know, that's what's really making this game, in my estimation. Now, it, it's the writing. And I know people who don't like that. You know, who don't like when the writing is carrying the weight of the game versus the gameplay mechanics. Um, not that the gameplay mechanics are bad, they're just nothing particularly innovative. Right. Well, it's not even innovative. They're not particularly interesting in and of themselves. Like, Although there is a mode, there's a like geek mode or something you can... You can uh... Um, you can activate as an option that'll give you way more detail about all the mechanics that are happening in battles. Normally you get a very streamlined uh, view of just, hey, this will probably do about this much damage, and then you do the thing, and then it does about that much damage. Um, right. 
but no, you but, can get like a like a full uh, Diablo style or whatever style. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, it's a it's a system that matches its range, but you know, I have to yeah, it's not that. it's not super complicated. Yeah, you know, and I have to note that you know having super complicated battle systems or intricate um, whatevers is a part and parcel of RPGs. Now, and this has its own, but that's in the um, like stat mechanics and the um, branching paths and the writing and all that stuff. The actual, say, combat? Pedestrian. It's about the least interesting part of this game, if I'm being honest. Like, there's a few battles where... Um, especially the reenactment battles um, that actually require sh um, some strategic thinking, but they don't come up often. So that's about my final take of the game. Uh, one of the most solid games I've played all year. Um, well there, worth there, playing. There are definitely segments of the population that this won't appeal, won't appeal to. Yeah, but if you're like, not in if if you're not in one of those segments, it's pretty highly recommended, I think. Yeah, it's it's like, but yeah, if you like, a lot of this is going to come down if you uh, to taste. Like, if this isn't lining up with your taste, uh, I, I really couldn't recommend it. You know, on the basis of a game, like if you thought the silly walk was funny, and were sold on that, then yeah, uh, you probably already put down ten bucks on this. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, it's like, right, so. Please. I, <laughs> yes. Anyway, I think that'll about do it for this review. Um, be sure to tune in, well, right after the musical interludes, as we got our second review to get through. And then we take a break, and then we'll be back for our third review. So, coming up next, we'll be reviewing Spiral Splatter. This will take about 10 minutes at most. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, and we have to wait for Petty Fan to get into position since he was <laughs> playing the game until, you know, I gave the signal there. Um, you know, until however minute, many minutes it is, I do wish you good gaming. It's Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.